saying it's it's something like money talks but creating a database within two weeks of roe versus wade being overturned for people to track whether or not businesses and employers have actually made good on their promises to support employees in the aftermath of the overturn versus roe walks I think it's something like that. Anyway, here's an interview with two people who have just made a database of resources for people to track whether or not businesses and employers have done anything in the aftermath of Roe being overturned. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Rachel and Ben. Let's get into the interview. So I wanna start here with introductions. Uh, I know one of you pretty well. I know the other one in a, a newer capacity, but very excited to meet. Uh, but tell me a little bit more about who you are and what you do and why you do it. Um, and since you are a duo in this project, of course, how you started working on it together. Uh, who wants to, to kick us off? My name is Rachel Cantor. Um, for my nine to five, I work in an early stage e-commerce startup called Tido, where I run content and brand. I also run Post Row with Ben, which we can get into. Um, and previously I worked at Morning Brew with Kinsey and that's how we, we first met. Yeah, for any of the Morning Brew fans who are out there, Rachel is a fellow brew Brewster, Brew Bruce, Brew Crew brew, member. Yeah. I brew think that's what member. we called ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. A fellow member of the brew crew, um, and we overlapped for a bit while we were both there. Uh, Rachel, it's great to, to have you on, to hear your voice again. I missed it, and I'm super excited to talk about Post Row today. Ben, what about you? Tell me more about who yeah. you are and how you got involved with this. So I am Ben Allen Rahill. I am a uh, computer science student. I'm a rising senior at Middlebury College, um, and Rachel and I actually met through a mutual friend that I have at school um, and we got to connect in New York City when I was taking a year off from school last summer. Uh, so we kind of stayed in touch. And after uh, kind of the decision came out with uh, the Supreme Court uh, overturning Roe v. Wade, I turned to Rachel as someone I know in tech and kind of brought up the question of like, what, what can we do with our skills, like with our nine to fives? How are we able to uh, you know, take our conversations that we've been having at home, in the workplace and other places like that, and, and actually, you know, take it a step further with making something, creating something, helping people out. So that's kind of the inception of Post Row. Uh, we just started texting and it quickly spiraled into, uh, let's make this a real thing in the next week. And when you say quickly, you mean very quickly. Uh, I, I saw the tweet announcing post row, which we can define in just a second. It, well, the Supreme Court decision came down the 24th, I believe, of June. And you mm -hmm. guys were within a couple of weeks, you had this out and live and into the world, which is incredibly impressive. And I think really speaks to one of the bigger, more existential questions that I've been grappling with since I started thinking is cool, which is what can we do? You know, we can sit here and have conversations. That's certainly productive and it's very important. Discourse is a huge driver of culture and of action. But it's really a privilege for me to be able to speak to people who actually took the next step, you know, who, who made something, who created something that wasn't there before. So with that, tell me more about Post Row. What is it? Post Row is kind of like a living, breathing site that provides visibility and transparency into what companies are doing in terms of reproductive rights, abortion rights, how they're offering support, um, and really creating like a transparent place where people can go to seek out information. And it's interesting what you said about like creating something really fast because 
Ben and I are both, I have a brand background. Ben is an incredible coder. And we, we thought through like the infin, infinite ways we could create like this amazing website that was like super developed and like very snazzy and have all these amazing tech capabilities. Um, but we both like took a step back from it. And I'm sure Ben can speak more to it from like a technical point of view. But we're like, this isn't about like creating the most beautiful site or most beautiful thing in the world or having all these like details and all of that. We just wanted to put something out there that was meaningful um, and could encourage people to take action. I was, you know, trying to figure out the most important thing right here is getting the data out there. I'd seen tons of news articles with all this sorts of information, um, you know, from the New York Times, from Wall Street Journal, and we were just looking to put that all in one place. I appreciate I'm going to say simplicity. I think it's a when I say simple, I mean that as a compliment. I want to commend you on that because for a lot of these bigger paradigm shifts that we've experienced, which unfortunately in our short lifetimes we have experienced many times over, so often the optics become the center of the conversation with the infographic activism that we see all the time on the internet. So I think to optimize instead of for, you know, like on the, these these Canva graphics that are so deeply branded, like dripping in in some like brand design, to focus instead on what really matters, which is the action. I think says a lot about the project at its core. So, with that in mind, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more. You know, like there there are so many ways to approach a post row world in terms of what action should be taken. I'm curious to hear why this focus on what business is doing. Why was that the the most important um, you know tack for you to take up when you were deciding? to take action in this way. You know, we're, we're all participants in the economy. We're all participants in mostly nine to five jobs. And a lot of times uh, corporations will take stances, they'll issue, you know, statements of solidarity, uh, things like that. And until it becomes a problem that starts affecting the economics of their business, uh, it, it doesn't get much priority. And so by creating a database, by creating, uh, you know, this idea of, of visibility, it becomes, you know, like things that people are making decisions on. It becomes, uh, you know, a decision factor in employment decisions, in uh, consumer decisions, and that really starts to affect, uh, you know, business metrics and things like that. So we're hoping that, you know, in, in kind of like uh, an idealistic world, if we had every company in here with all of their uh, kind of social decisions mapped out, People would be able to go there and whether they're looking for a new job, whether they're looking for, uh, you know, what company to purchase from, they'd be able to use this as a as a source of information to, to base their decisions off of. Yeah, just to add on to that, too, I think Ben and I both admit that we're not necessarily experts in this topic. Like we don't have like we've we've not done um a lot of activist work related to reproductive rights. Like we're by no means experts, but this was kind of a take that felt like really reachable and um, to us and also recognizing that this is an issue that or then the overruling will disproportionately impact women of color, particularly in states, southern states um, that are outlying abortions. But this is like a step in the right direction that we could do. And also knowing that if our government is not is not protecting uh, this right, it's also on companies who are providing health care 
And I think that's also really important to realize as well. Yeah, you bring up a really interesting facet of this conversation, which is the amount of expectation that we place on corporations, whether we're talking about the corporations that employ us, the corporations that we frequent as consumers. There has been a shift in conversation over the last several years that we expect more of these companies. And I know that the the common retort is that it's not their responsibility to have a take on you know the, the, the Disney example, the don't say gay bill in my unfortunate home state of Florida that people said all over the country, it's not their responsibility to have a take on that. The opposite side of that conversation is obviously, well, they are are deeply entrenched in the cultural part of conversation. Why do they get a free pass to not have to take a stand on something like this? With the conversation around abortion, especially the idea of companies providing health care creates certainly a, a layer of complexity and perhaps a little bit more complication. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts in general about that that discourse around should companies have morals? Should companies have some sort of a, a perception of morality um, beyond just what they, they sell or the goods and services that they provide? What do you think about that? I have a pretty strong opinion that, that yes, uh, companies, at least in the United States, should have a lot of, of opinions. I think that they have a lot of sway um, in, in, in things that we do on our everyday lives, but they also have a lot of sway, I think, in the government, how things get enacted in the government, policies, uh, priorities, things like that. So I think that when companies who have you know, big impacts on the U.S. economy take stances and advocate for things, it carries a lot more sway than um, uh, you know, a, an individual person or uh, you know, a, a, a group of activists do. Yeah, I feel similarly, for sure. It's where we spend like all of our time. You spend more time at work and with the people you work with than almost like than your family in so many ways too. I think it's really important, and I also think it's like it will be interesting to see um, behavior from from a lot of people, especially younger people. I think like both of us are Gen Z, and I think this is kind of a opinion that a lot of younger people share, which is that. Um, morals and values are really important. And I'm sure we'll start to see people who won't take jobs at companies where they don't offer um, to cover travel for those who live in states where they can't get abortions. And so I think this will be a larger issue down the line too. I'm curious about what your your perception of the actions that companies have taken already has been, uh, to your point about covering travel costs for employees who are seeking abortion health care in states where it's not legal or where it's restricted. This has become something, you know, a headline that we're seeing a lot more. But in in general, on the large here, do you think that companies have taken enough action in terms of supporting reproductive health care? What is your your perception of what has happened so far? There's a there's a really wide spectrum of, uh, you know, what companies are willing to do and what companies have done. Uh, When I first brought up this this topic and this idea to my mother, uh, who is a professor of women's studies and education, um, she was like, well, you got to make sure you delineate between companies that are doing things and companies that have just said things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's, you know, one example is there's a pledge called Don't Ban Equality, and all it takes is just signing that you will respect equality in the workplace. Um, so that's like one end of the spectrum. Uh, and then there might be another end of the spectrum, like Patagonia has said to, to bail out um, anyone arrested during peaceful protests for reproductive rights. I've seen that in other companies. Um, And then there's a lot of people hitting about the middle ground of uh, covering travel, you know, expanding their health insurance policies, 
um, you know, maybe maybe adding things, you know, sprinkling things in between there. But it seems that uh, kind of the first box to check right now is covering travel. Yeah, I think what will be interesting is like what what are companies actually doing when this issue actually comes up? Because I think it's one thing to say something or to say that you have a policy where you're covering travel, but what happens, like, do people actually want to bring up this topic to their managers? Like, do people actually want their companies to know this? And like, what what privacy um, policies are in place for it? Like, it's one thing to have it in your benefits, but what are the steps? I think that's the uncharted territory that's like both scary, but also like an exciting opportunity for a lot of different, a lot of different tech companies or us in the future too, to play in because a lot of companies, it's kind of like the wild west a little bit now. Like, what does that really, really look like? And I think companies are doing a lot of great steps. Some of them are performative for sure. And it can be hard to tell sometimes, but what does action look like is like a question I don't know if I can answer right now because I haven't seen that play out totally. yet. Totally, and, and I think it'll be a while until we, we really do have a full, full perception of that. But Rachel, I'm glad you bring up this idea of even if a company is willing to, um, you know, like proverbially stick its neck out for you, if it's, if it's going to cover healthcare costs if you wanna seek an abortion, it's it's difficult to imagine talking about a healthcare decision that personally with your manager, right, or with your head of HR, or or with anybody. You know, I am a company of four essentially, and this morning, quite literally, I was talking to Josh, Rachel, you know Josh, um, sometimes known as producer Josh here on this show, about vasectomies and my experience getting an IUD. And I quite literally, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll get a visual. I was explaining how I got an IUD, and I was like, well, they took my cervix and they pulled it apart (laughs) like I could get that detailed because this is my friend and it's a a very small company there really is no head of HR but for the large majority of people who are listening to this but also who are seeking healthcare, period it is a very different situation Um, and I, I wonder how we track what that action actually looks like within those companies whether people are taking up these um you know whether you know the it's just the headline or it's actual action i think is going to be um, a story that we'll have to continue to to track which brings me to the future of of post row i'm curious about what it looks like you know obviously you guys got this off the ground really really quickly with a, a very specific mission what does the future look like for this project is it something that you have a future vision for and if that does exist i would love to hear more about what it looks like i think like the main <laughs> guiding vision is to you know cut cut through the noise what we've talked about you know all on the show is like the noise of people being performative um adding visibility into what's actually happening um you know for example like we saw i saw a post on twitter about some of these companies who have posted headlines about covering travel and yet at the same time are supporting uh pro-life uh you know politicians and things like that with like you know documented donations and so you know there's like more we can we can always keep adding more data um you know whether it expands from reproductive rights is undetermined but we can always keep adding kind of um you know more data to help people make these decisions and understand these companies yeah i think we'll continue to build out the database uh, for sure. Pe- what's really cool about PostRow is people can also submit their own companies. So it's like a living, breathing site. And we've had a lot of great submissions so far. So we'll continue to do that and also continue to encourage people to use our email template. So if a company isn't on the list or your company hasn't offered 
support or is covering travel, we created a, a vetted email template where you can reach out to a head of HR, your manager, anyone at your company. And we created that in partnership with um, people who actually work at um, Personal Pack or other nonprofits who are supporting uh, reproductive rights. So we made sure the wording was right and that we could encourage tangible action. So we'll encourage people to use that. And then we also recently chatted with um, this awesome guy named Eli, who's started Tech Fights Dobbs, which is a coalition of companies who are actually helping women in a post-Roe society. So we're hoping to work with him and we're actually listed on his site now as a resource to helping uh, more women use tech to kind of um, create better standards yeah. for companies and also to um, get the rates they deserve. Yeah, if we're like this database of companies, Eli is taking the next step and actually encouraging companies to provide their services for free. Like Rachel said, this is the wild west for people. And there's kind of this like gray area right now where things are still in the legislature and um, kind of like the legality is undetermined in some states. And so I think companies are in this comfortable place where they can say a lot of things without doing a lot of things. And so uh, Eli and Tech Fight Dobbs is like prepping for when people need to start doing things. Yeah, it's it's really incredible to hear actual action. You know, it's I, I think that, that visibility is certainly the first step to, to understand what the status is of, of something as complicated as business taking a stand pro-abortion or, or in favor of, of women's health care or people who can get pregnant, their health care in general. Like, that is the that is step one. That should be the bare minimum that that we expect. Um, we are still, I think, coming into that expectation, which I think is really interesting. That there are more conversations that I have now with people who are like, "Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't use Amazon. I don't use Amazon. It might like I, I'm under no illusion that that is going to impact Jeff Bezos's net worth, right? But like, this is a personal decision that I have made, and that is something that I feel really proud of, or something that I feel really convicted in. Um, and that visibility of having those conversations is important. I am so excited, and and I haven't. S- been excited in like a, a post row kind of conversation yet so I, I am grateful to you guys for giving me something to be excited about but that we are now taking that next step that is like okay we know this we have access to all of this information we have all of this at our fingertips what do we do next do we send an email mm-hmm. do we offer our services for free like all of this action I think is encouraging in a way that I haven't felt encouraged in in quite some time in a world that is all about talk and very little action so i i'm excited to see where it goes next i think you guys are onto something really really worthwhile and interesting and cool thank you kinsey i thank think you. like what what you shared just to, to add on it's like i'm personally a vegetarian and it started out as like a sustainability thing and i often get like people are like well the meat is already made like or you know bottled water is already in the stores and like that's like a common trope of like why why be why take action on things um, especially when you're an individual Um, and so I think that uh, one quote that I always love to share is like if you don't think you're small enough to make a difference try sleeping with a mosquito in your room at night because you know small people can make lots of change and so I think being visibility like you said is the first step and so as long as we can start to provide that as an initial step then more people will add visibility, more people will see that, more people will start to take action, and we're really top of the funnel for now, but. I think that's that's kind of at the root of, 
of this entire project of, of thinking is cool in general is to have conversations that ultimately will take us in the direction of action. And this has been a wonderful way to understand what that action can look like when it actually begins to to take shape, to come to fruition. Um, I am obviously a very big fan of the work that you guys are doing. I will include um, links, all of the relevant links in the description, the show notes, all of that good stuff. Um, but if people want more information, anything else you want to share about PostRow? We have a great form on PostRow. It's postrow.co. And so submit your companies too. We'd love to add more to the database um, and also use our email template. It's pretty awesome. Um, oh, and also finally, we also have a really great list of resources too. And they're from all over. So it's like both local, national, abortion funds, abortion clinics, great places to support as well. So definitely check out the site. But um, like we said, add, add companies and uh, we'll continue to build out the database yeah. from there. Our contact information is on the site, but it's team at postrow.co. And uh, yeah, we'd love any help. Yeah, building a, a community of mosquitoes ready to swarm. That is the <laughs> ultimate vision. I am so excited to see it play out. Rachel, Ben, thank you so much for joining me today. This was wonderful, and I really appreciate your time. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, Kinsey. Much.